so much for joining us today on episode number 58 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about running etiquette. So do you ever wonder what what you should do in a given situation? We're going to talk about running alone with a group and all sorts of things, racing. What should you do in that situation? This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So on to running etiquette. You know, we're trying to brainstorm ideas for what to come up with on this podcast. And you said, let's come up with something practical and useful that runners can take away from this. Yeah, I think running etiquette is definitely something that is not always talked about. And as a new runner, you don't really know all the time what you should do in a given situation. What is, what's the right way to handle that kind of situation? And then you're five years in and you're still not sure what to do, but now you're considered a seasoned runner. <laughs> right. And then someone asks you what to do and you're like, I don't know, I've been faking it for the last five years. <laughs> Fake it until you make it, right? <laughs> That's like what I do when a, when like a, a parent and I've taught their kid for their kid and then that kid's older brother and that kid's older sister and they come up and they're like, oh, hey. And I'm like, ah, I still don't know your name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's the thing with running etiquette. I think that there is some discrepancies, right? I mean, this is first, I mean, I guess we should start off by saying this is our opinion. And sometimes you have a different opinion than I do. Oh, we definitely have different opinions on some of these. <laughs> so I think it's good to, to talk about. We'll, we'll arm not... wrestle and we'll let you guys in podcast land figure out who won that battle. <laughs> but it's, there's not one way. I think that tonight should be kind of an interesting There, there is one way. My way is correct. And then there's other ways. Just because you've been running <laughs> longer than me? No, I don't think so. All right, so let's let's start out. So let's start off with just running by yourself, okay? Some situations that you might encounter when you're out on a run by yourself. Now, the first one, which I'm sure everyone has encountered, is running past another runner. What do you do? Do you wave? Do you smile? Do you say hi? What do you do? All right, so they're coming at you. They're coming at you. I think it depends on how, what time it is in the day. Okay. Like if it's, Why does that matter? Because if it's like super dark in the morning, yeah. you're not really even going to be able to make eye contact with them. Okay. You know, in the morning, True. I, I got a blinky light, they've got a blinky light. Like you want just enough acknowledgement that you don't accidentally crash into each other. I always say good morning. Do you? Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I always say good morning because it's partly to let them know that I'm there and make sure that, you know, they see me and I see them so that everyone's aware of each other. Mm -hmm. And the other is just, you know, just say good morning. You don't, you don't say hi? I do. It's, it's hit or miss. It kind of depends on if I'm doing something hard at the time. Uh Uh, On the morning runs, I try and more of a, a safety thing, kind of say something. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but it's also, you know, help them start their day on in a nice way. It is nice. I mean, I, I've i been stopped at a stoplight yeah. and on like, you know, 5.15 in the morning at the same stoplight as another runner. We both came from like a different angle. See, and we that both doesn't wanted, happen a lot. It was so weird. Yeah. And we both kind of like looked at each other like, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both runners and you want to kind of pass and just sort of do the like, you kind of wave, you kind of do a nod, you mm-hmm. might say hey, but... 
the light turned red and we both needed to cross the same direction. We were there for like 45 awkward seconds. <laughs> like, like the scenes that like have people in elevators together with like the awkward music playing. Because well, we both had <laughs> headphones on, but like early in standing there, we made eye contact. Mm. So then like both of us kind of felt like we should take headphones off and say something to each so other. So you just felt weird. It was, it was awkward. Okay. All right. So I think you should say good morning. You kind of debate either way. What about the wave? Uh, I like to wave. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like a good morning. Sometimes I'm running really fast and and I don't get a good morning out. Mm -hmm. But I try and do a wave. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a couple people in our neighborhood that run run by. Mm -hmm. And it's a group of somewhere between two and four women that run past. And I have said good morning to them. Mm -hmm. And I have waved. And I have just completely ignored them. And no matter what my response is, I get completely ignored by that pack every time. So oh, really? I, I've just stopped saying good morning to them. Although I am <laughs> so they, jealous of the one woman's vest. I really want it. They it's beat nice. you down, huh? I, I, I gave them good morning multiple times. But you can hear them. You can hear them coming. Like, they are deep in conversation mm. about who knows what. But right. there's a lot of talking coming out of that group. And so, you know, I'll, I'll give them a good morning. But I, I know it's not coming back in return. Mm, okay. All right. So what about if it's during the day and you're passing somebody? Do you I, wave? I usually wave. Okay. What about if do, you're wait, on... Do you... In, at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, do yeah. you still... Do you say good afternoon? Good morning, good afternoon, good That's evening, good and good night? That's a good question. What is this? The Truman Show? There you go. <laughs> so, um... I guess I guess I don't say it as much. I, so I guess the time of day does matter. Huh? Time of day seems to matter. It does. You I, like to I, start I people's wave. day on a bright on a bright day. I always say good morning if I pass people, either from like in front or behind. Because it's it's dark in the morning, yeah. so people might not always get the wave. Right. So you like to acknowledge that they are another human on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's an awareness, it's a safety thing, but mm-hmm. you like to just acknowledge them as another person and give them a good morning, right? Because they might not catch the wave. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yeah. like it. So in the afternoon, I get in the afternoon. I usually do the wave. Yeah. Um, sometimes okay. I say hi, maybe or hey. Yeah, maybe maybe a hey. Maybe a hey. It depends. Also, if I, I don't have... usually say good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, good afternoon, fine sir. And a good afternoon to you. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why we both became very proper on that. <laughs> it's um, high tea. <laughs> so, if if I have headphones in, I'm less likely to say hi. Like, if I'm listening okay. in the morning, yeah. I don't put headphones in because it's dark and it's a safety, safety thing. Yeah. But I'll listen to, like, music or a podcast and just blast it out of my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I might say hi or good morning or whatever. In the afternoon, if I have headphones in, I'm almost never going to say hi because I'm not sure of the volume of my own voice. <laughs> so you don't want to run by and be like, hello! <laughs> and, and I'm screaming at you. That's, that's awkward. That's weird. Okay? If I'm coming up from behind and I'm going to pass somebody... Okay, all right, we can go there. I was going to go, right, what, what if, I was going to ask first before we did that, if you're on a loop. Oh, yes, oh, we have to cover if, this. Yeah, like, what if you're on a short loop, like, around our lake, our lake is 0. 0.75 miles, <laughs> so to get any sort of distance, you have to do multiple loops of that lake, and there are runners and mostly walkers around that lake, and you're going to pass the same person Time after time after time, multiple times, you're going to pass the same person. Then, yes. then what? <laughs> you you say hi the first time. And then never again? 
I, I may... It's so awkward. Like, that's an awkward situation. They may get a head nod after that. <laughs> like, especially if I don't know them. If I know them, because... like, Well, if you, if you know them, then you make a joke. Every, every time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I mean, that's an easy one. I mean, because when we were in college, if it was, like, super, super snowy outside, we would go over to... Um, the, the arena that had the basketball court on the one side and the hockey court on the other, and you could figure eight between the two things. Hockey court? Hockey. Arena? Arena. Rink. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like I'm from co- California and Florida. I don't know what happens when it gets cold. <laughs> There's ice. <laughs> ah, it's ice. Um, so you could just loop it, and you could, you know, loop the basketball court a few times and then loop the hockey venue a few times. And <laughs> or you could figure eight it, but... You do it clockwise and then counterclockwise, and you were passing your teammates constantly, and it was just like a joke, like, oh, got you again. Like, it was just constant. But, I mean, we were all on the same team. Yeah. If it's a complete stranger and I pass them over and over and Mm -hmm. over again, yeah, they get a high on the first time, and they may get some, like, the head nod. Yeah, I usually smile. Yeah, I'll, a I'll, smile. I'll try to smile. Yeah. Um, but it kind of gets repetitive after like the fourth time. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So let us know what you guys do. Please. Yeah. If you've got something to relieve that awkward situation, help us out. Let us know. All right. So back to what you were going to start out. What if you're passing someone from behind? So someone is running up in front of you and you are catching up to them and you know that you're going to pass by them. So this happens to us most mornings. Like on my Tuesday, Thursday run, there's this one girl this lady that we pass pretty much every time she's out walking she wears a jacket and lots of sunscreen like it's it's you can smell the sunscreen on her and she always wears a jacket regardless of the weather and we know exactly who she is we're like oh she's coming and we always pass her one way and then turn around and go back and pass her the other way Mm -hmm. but you don't acknowledge her the second time though usually i do because it's a different direction (laughs) because then you actually get to see her in the face so when we're running up from behind and she's walking ahead of us i usually say good morning loud enough and far enough in advance that she is aware that we're coming yeah. i mean she could probably hear us especially since i usually run with a couple of people yeah you have a pack you guys are making enough noise i i often frighten the heck out of people in the morning when i come and pass them oh my gosh i scared a guy the other day it was hilarious <laughs> i felt so bad though it was like an older gentleman and he was out for a walk and i was like on your left and he was like whoa like he just kind of like turned and flipped and i was like i'm sorry yeah I, I made a guy almost jump into a tree the other day like i passed him and i was a good distance back and like i i said uh i said on your left yeah. and got no acknowledgement mm-hmm. like they didn't move because sometimes they're wearing headphones right no no headphones and i it was towards the end of my run, so I might not have said it as loud as I thought I had said it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was many miles in and breathing kind of hard, so I might not have said it clearly on your left. So, on your left. <laughs> so then I did, I did the cough, because I'm not going to repeat it, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes you can see them, like, if you say on your left, they and they acknowledge you, they kind of move towards the right, or right. they'll look over their shoulder and be like, yeah. oh, look, there's a runner coming behind me. Mm-hmm. No movement. So then I coughed. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I don't want to scare you when I come by you. Mm -hmm. Then I tried to make my footfall louder than it should be. (laughs) So you're pulling out all the stops. I get everything. I'm like, there's a person coming behind you. Please slide to your right. And finally, I go past this person. Dude jumped off the sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like... Do you think he was just hard of hearing? Possibly. 
I go past him and he jumped off the side where he goes, oh man. And I go, I'm sorry. I was trying to be loud. I was really trying to be loud. (laughs) Okay. So you either say good morning or to your left, or you basically try to make some sort of noise to let that person know that you're coming up from behind. I think here we say to your left. I think depending on the country, you might say to your, on your right. On your right. Yeah, there you go. All right. So basically, so, so that's what it comes down to. It's yeah. just make some sort of noise to let people know you're coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's a good way to handle don't it. Don't scare people unless you also know them. Like if you can see that that's clearly your friend up in front and funny. they don't know that you're coming, <laughs> then you be as quiet as possible before you pass them. Unless it's possible that it's not your friend and you just completely freak out a stranger. Because that would be awkward. That would be awkward. All right. What about running with a dog? Or walking a dog as a runner passes. See, this is something I think is also important to note because there are, you know, when when we're out running, there are people out walking their dogs first thing in the morning. And there are some people that just let their dog run or walk without a leash, which is very frightening to me because I don't know that dog. And especially as a runner, like running can sometimes trigger a dog to like run after you. To run after you. You know, so that can sometimes... Even if they just think that they're playing, right. they're going to they're gonna go running. And if that's a decent sized dog... Or even a little dog. I mean, I don't need my ankles bit. I mean, the... the Bitten. <laughs> we, got a, we got a dog in the neighborhood that has actually chomped on to the back of my shoe really? and not wanted to let go. Like... Oh, that, that dog is a little ankle grabber. Yes, no, it actually latched it actually onto did my grab shoe. My ankle. <laughs> Wouldn't let go. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I love the people that take their dog, if they see me coming, they take their dog off onto the grass and then they make the dog sit next to them as I pass by. Those are my favorite people in the world. Yeah, that's the best. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the best response you have. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming up behind and you haven't, you know, announced your presence yet. Mm-hmm. Well, usually if there's a dog, I try to do it further in advance. So that they can have time to figure out what what to do with their dog. If I'm coming up behind and I see a dog in front of me, I just swing really wide. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if we're in our neighborhood. Take the offensive. Yeah, like or I'm, defensive. I guess. I'm just running straight down the middle of the street because yeah. it's like there's not a lot of cars mm-hmm. in the neighborhood in the morning. I got a very reflective vest mm-hmm. and blinky lights. Usually. I'll turn the the light on my phone on, so now I have a bright light in the front and behind, so yeah. every car can see me coming, and I give that dog as much space as possible. Yeah, because I've re- I've run too close to people walking dogs before, and then all of a sudden it's a nice team dog, and I run by, and the thing just jumps at me, and it's on a leash, but it scares the heck out of me, and then my right. heart rate is kind of going too. Right. So it's more of a protective mechanism for myself. Yeah, I've As been well. I've been jumped at by way too many dogs. Yeah. I give them a ton of space. Yeah. Except that one guy around us who with the like I think he's got a German shepherd or something. The brown dog? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful dog. It's a mutt. Sometimes on a leash, sometimes not. Doesn't matter. If that dog he, is so well behaved. That dog, he sees you coming and the guy just looks at his dog and says, Sit. And from I mean, way over there, the dog does not flinch and it will watch you run right past mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. That dog's not moving. Yeah. Like, you could go over and, like, snap at the dog and jump in for that mm-hmm. dog. is not going to move until his owner allows him yeah. to start moving that again. Dog that dog is, is so, so well trained. So well trained. Okay, so what about if you are running with a dog? Are there special etiquette concerns of running with a dog? 
yeah, realize that you're taking up way more space than you think you are. Okay. Like you are no longer just a runner. Mm -hmm. You are a runner with a probably what five foot radius in all directions. Mm -hmm. And you need to take that into account. If you're going to pass anybody, be extra kind. Like if you're passing somebody on the sidewalk, pass them nice and wide and you're probably going to have to go into the grass. Don't expect people to accommodate you running with your dog. Mm -hmm. I think that's the... That's the angle. Yeah. Be be very aware and respectful of other people. I don't know. But then again... We because other people might be scared of your dog, too. I, I am. Yeah. So, like, I'm putting this out there, but we, we don't have a dog. I'm not sure exactly the running etiquette while having a dog. Mm -hmm. I, I the Dogs make me itchy. I love them, but they make me itchy. Mm -hmm. But if we had one, I think that I would just be, like, super cautious of passing anybody with the dog. Yeah. I think I like what you said. Just if you kind of just swing wide and go out so that you're not trying to scare anybody well assume other people might be scared of your dog also mm -hmm. yeah you know? even if it's little yeah what if you're running with a stroller what if you got the baby stroller okay what if I, uh, that's a lot of extra bulk in front of you okay but to me it's like it's in front of you so it's not really taking up that much extra room like okay. on the sidewalk yeah no that's i mean a good point. it's taking up a little bit of extra room because I'm not as wide as the stroller. Most people, most runners aren't as wide as the stroller. Yeah. But, so you are taking up a little room. Um, I, I, when I used to run with the stroller, I would say I kind of did the same thing. I just w w made sure that people knew I was coming. And then most of the time, if someone was coming towards me and they saw that I had the stroller, most people are just kind and would move over to the side and let me have enough room for the stroller. Yeah. Yeah. I got that a lot when I was pushing the stroller. There yeah. was a lot of people that, that got real tight off to the one side. Like, okay, there, there's a stroller coming. Let's, yeah. let's let the person come by with their kid. Yeah. And, and sometimes there wasn't, and I would have to take the stroller onto the grass because there were two walkers that didn't want to move out of the sidewalk. And I thought that, that was very rude. Yeah. So, but they aren't runners. I, I runners say, are generally kinder. I mean, I, I say let the people with the stroller pass by. Yes, yes. Because pushing <laughs> pushing a stroller through tall grass that hasn't been mowed in a little while, well, especially fun. if it's been raining recently, mm -hmm. that's that's just awful. Right, and you don't want to make the stroller go out into the street. Yeah. You want the stroller to stay on the sidewalk. Yes, and you, you don't really want the stroller to have to go off-roading because what if what if half of the point of, of going for the jog with the kid in the stroller was to get that kid to fall asleep? Mm. Don't make the mom go off-roading. Don't make the dad go pushing him over several mm -hmm. bumps. They're out there just trying to get that kid to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. same thing if there's just a walker with a stroller. As the runner, be respectful of the, the person pushing the stroller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what about running with headphones? Oh, don't do it if it's dark outside. Yeah, I agree. And that's just a safety issue more than any sort of etiquette issue. That's just safety. If it's dark outside, you really should not be running with headphones. At a maximum, I would say one headphone so that you have one ear open and one headphone in. But I really default to saying don't even, don't even run with headphones because you just need to be aware of your surroundings when you're out in the dark. Which I think is really the, the overall etiquette of running with headphones is you have to be extra aware of your surroundings mm -hmm. because people may be coming from behind. Like you just really have to be aware of what's going on mm -hmm. visually because you're not getting auditory cues. Right. Because a lot of people, when they put the headphones on, they just zone out. 
whether yeah. they're listening to music or a podcast. Maybe it's you right now listening to us yeah. <laughs> as you're running. Look around. There's other people in the yeah, world. Yeah, just be aware. Just just look around and, and be aware of what's around you, especially with, with cars. You know, again, that's a safety issue, not an etiquette issue. Just be very, very aware. If you if you wear headphones when you run, be aware of others. Yeah, I mean, yourself. we had to put it on there, but there's a, there's a lot more safety with the headphones than than etiquette. Um, and until we get to a race, right? But we'll, racing we'll, is is coming we'll in the second that, one. Yeah. All right, last one of solo solo kind of of issues: running on a track. Okay. Okay. If you are going full-blown track workout and you're pretty fast, mm-hmm. take lanes one and two. One and two, yeah. If you are in a, like, super cool, it's snowy, but for some reason the, the local school's track got cleared and you're just going to do some loops of the track, mm-hmm. do that in lanes, like, three through six. If you're just going out if you're for just, an you're easy... You're going for a run. You're mm-hmm. just going to loop. Because at, uh, at practice, one of the teachers at my school, he goes out and he walks the track after right. school almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And he does it in lane seven. Because mm-hmm. that's where he should be. Right. And that, that's, that's an appropriate move. Mm-hmm. If you are purely walking, I think... I personally would go the extra step and go all the way to the outside lane and walk it backwards so that you're very aware of what's going on. Okay. Because if you go backwards, you can see all the faster runners coming. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's kind of the move. So what if you're, what if you kind of think you're a fast runner, but then there are faster runners on the track at the same time as you? Uh, faster runners always pass on the inside. So you should always move to the outside if they're, if you are slower than other people on the track. Yes. You should move yourself farther to the outside. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there and you're really pushing yourself and it's just, it's a crowded track because mm-hmm. that happened. I mean, there are definitely tracks where mm-hmm. there are, you know, four different groups all running their workouts. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to be on the inside. No one wants to do their workout in lane three. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work as smoothly. You just have to be aware and always yield the inside lane to the faster runner. So what if you're the faster runner? Do you get annoyed or do you let the other runner know you're coming? Is it is it the same issue that we were just it's still talking thing. about that, on the sidewalk? That's why on the like, left. Do you say on the left? On the left. Okay. It's a constant on the left. Mm-hmm. And if if you're the faster runner and it's a crowded track, you can't get annoyed because you went to the crowded track. So you just say on the left a lot and it's going to be okay. And what if they don't move? Then you get annoyed and then you have to step to the infield. I've done this before. Okay, so you stay on the inside. You take the inside. You take the inside, <laughs> step down onto the infield, and run around them. You yes. don't. You don't go out outside. No, because you should. The faster runner should always pass on the inside of the track. Okay, it's just generally the rule. It, with rare exception, even inside of racing, you pass on the inside. Mm-hmm. If if you come up behind somebody, you're the faster runner. The is, last thing you want is them thinking at the last second, oh, wait, they're going to pass me and them leaping to the right and you decided to pass them on the right. Now you've collided. Mm, so that's true. always pass on the inside if you're the faster runner. And you think that it works that way even in the countries that drive on the other side of the road? I think it's a track rule. It's a track rule, no matter where you are. Pass on the inside. Because no matter where you are in the world, you're always running in the same direction on the Same track. direction around the track. Yeah. It's an international thing. International. There you go. All right. So pass on the inside. Pass on the inside. Okay. Okay. So running in in solo, we've got a whole bunch of, of options. What about running in groups? Okay. Running in groups, I feel like there's more etiquette involved, right? right? So I learned how to run in a group with a pack of I don't high, know, school high school boys. boys. <laughs> so we were all socially awkward because we were the cross-country team to begin with, and <laughs> no one had etiquette. Okay. 
So that was my intro to running. That was your intro to running. Okay. So what kind of situations can we, do we sometimes come upon when running in a group? Okay. So first of all is who do you, who do you run with? Right. Like when you, when you join a group, especially if it's already an established running group, how do you find your place? Who do you run with? Which is, which is a good one. I mean, like in, in high school, your place tended to be with whoever you started with Mm -hmm. and it kind of stayed that way until you got a couple of workouts in or you got a race and you're like, Oh, apparently I'm as fast as, as that group. That's my group to run with. Mm -hmm. But if there's just like the local running group and you show up, and there's 40 of them there, who's your who's your group? Yeah, I mean, usually I think you would gravitate towards someone that you know, just like in high school. Like, yeah. you would probably gravitate to, to whoever that is until you met someone else. I know the very first group run that I ever did was very awkward because I didn't know anybody in the group. I just literally showed up on a corner and and said, hi, like, are you guys the running group? And they were like, hi. Like, they, they were so nice. Um, so I mean, nice that's the thing, and so the welcoming. Running groups are yeah. generally very welcoming. Yeah. So even though the initial walk-up, hi, can, yeah. can I have lunch with you guys? Yeah. seems awkward. Yeah. It, it's not. It, it is. No, it, it is. It, it is, but the, the people are going to be generally yeah. very welcoming. Exactly. I mean, hopefully. I've heard of other running groups that are, have not been as welcoming as mine. And I just feel bad for those people. But All right. so so check your running group out on Facebook and make sure they're socially acceptable first. <laughs> <laughs> Stalk them first. Um, then I guess when I first came, went up, they kind of asked, "Oh, what pace do you run?" Is that's kind of a an easy way for you to try to find that's someone what, else. That's to what run I was going to ask you. Like yeah. on your first run, did people just actually ask that question? Hey, generally, what pace do you run? Yeah, and then. Th- some people are like, oh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, some people are like, oh, I'll just keep up with you. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, just, and then you just kind of go, I guess. And, and, and you and figure it out figure after it out. a few runs. Yeah, you figure it out on the run or after a few runs. And, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be keeping up with anybody running that seven or eight minute pace on that first run. Yeah. So I, th- I think that was kind of part of it. Okay. And so I think that that's, that's one angle to look at it as being the new runner to the group. I think that... You basically just go and you say hi and don't be intimidated, even though it can be very awkward and intimidating, but just, just go for it. And most of the time people will be welcoming, but there's also the angle to look at it as what if you're already in the group and you're welcoming a new runner into the group? Try and make them feel as, as least awkward as possible. Yeah. I mean, do you ask them what, what is your normal running pace? Would that be a good question to ask? I think so. Yeah. I mean, because you just you want them to feel a, that they fit in, right? And so if you're like, hey, okay, we're we're running this pace. What pace were you looking to run? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you have like a decent sized group. Like, if it's one person coming to meet up with your group of three, and the three of you are all going to hold like ten minute pace, or do speed work, or do a speed work, yeah. like that person kind of needs to know it it's almost easier to approach the large group because mm-hmm. you probably have a wider range of of abilities that's true there. yeah it's it's almost better to go in a bigger group because there might be someone matched up to you there, there's very likely to be somebody yeah. matched up to yeah, you that's true okay so that's kind of the initial entrance into a group now when you're actually out on a run yes group running group running okay so well, I feel like when it is an even number of people, it's easier 
right? Because we, we, we've had this discussion multiple times. Well, because we can just you you just kind of pair up, right? You find somebody, especially if you're comfortable with the group, you know the group well, you know who you pair up with. You kind of know this person's running this distance at this pace. This one's doing this workout. Everybody kind of just pairs up, and you've got your buddy for the run. Yeah, I and mean, it works out fine. Or your group of four. You essentially have to pair up if if most of your running is like a, a normal size bike path or a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Then pairs work. Yeah. If you've got like a wide path to run on, like a big street to run on, mm-hmm. that's a whole other ball game. Yeah. You can run in a big pack. Over the weekend on Sunday when I met up with the group, we went five across. Right. Well, I mean, you were running on that that paved path down by the beach. That yeah. that is super wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't stay five across, but that's how we started. No, but you could. I yeah. mean, you can't pass people at that. But I mean, five fit across on that sidewalk as long as you don't want to pass anybody. Well, and the etiquette of that is if someone is coming the other direction, you Get, have to move. You can't. It's this you is not a game of across. Red Rover. Yeah. Let them go Let through. Let them go through. Yeah. And yeah, you, you have to definitely adjust if you're running in a big pack like that to let other people go by. Yes. yes. I that's... mean, I know I always typically tuck behind. That's usually what sometimes I'll run in, in front just depending on who I'm running with. But a lot of times if I'm running with another group, so say there's like three of us running across and yeah. another runner comes and you know you're going to have to move to let that runner pass by, I'll usually be the one to kind of just pull back and let so then we're running two and one. I, two I am almost two. always the one to, to pull back. Pull which back is, or pull forward? To pull back, yeah. which is funny because I don't run with people very often. Yeah. And when I do, I'm out running with the high school kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm faster than all of them. Yeah. And they don't want to take the lead over coach because that seems weird. Yeah. But I know if I pull back, I can very easily jump back up in front. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they fall behind, they might disappear. Oh, really? So I always fall back behind. But you don't think that it would be better if you just kind of jumped out in front and then they would just kind of tuck right behind you? No. I, I slow down, make them push the pace, and then come back up next to them. Gotcha. Every time. Okay. And it, it took them a few times to realize that coach was going to slide in behind them mm-hmm. and that that was going to be okay, that they could take the lead. And yeah. it, it, it get, helps them get a feeling of that they're in control, that I don't have to lead the whole thing. That's true. Even though the workout that we're doing is literally called keep up with coach, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not in front. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like that. You kind of give them that sense of independence and yeah. take charge of the situation. So what if you're running with an odd number of people? Then you are in an odd situation. Oh, 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 oh. Right, so if you're running in a pack of three or five or whatever it is, something weird. Three is is usually the most awkward because three don't fit across on pretty much any sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up running with a group of two and a solo, either off the back or in front. I would argue that five is even worse, though. Because <laughs> you have one odd person yeah, left well, out? Yeah, because it's two, two, one. Yes. And then that... When that happens, the two like the two pairs of two can maintain a conversation, but the one in the back is not going to be part of that conversation. Not unless they split between the two pairs, and then the back pair is too far away from the front pair. On a sidewalk, five people is just too much to carry five, on a conversation. Five is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the problem with the three is the same thing. Is like It's easy to maintain a conversation between two people that are running together, but then that third pe- person, if that third person, does that 
If you're the third person, do you run in front or behind? See, I think you run in front. You say, I always run behind. You say behind. I yeah. think in front. Because if you run in front, then you kind of go at, at a pace that as long as you're not trying to pull away from everybody, you kind mm-hmm. of go at that pace. And but you don't want to be a one-stepper either. We'll get to that in a second. But you go in front. You can hear hear the conversation and the two people behind you can see your feet and make sure that they're not clipping you. Okay. If you go behind and you get too close to them because you want to hear the conversation, the two in front almost always feel like they're getting pushed to the sides of the sidewalk and off the path. Mm, okay. That's why I, I think running in front is the preferred move, but it, it kind of just depends on what the group is. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it work in both directions. Mm-hmm. Really, as long as you have a pack of decently loud talkers, mm-hmm. it, it'll work. <laughs> decently loud talkers. Yeah, so give us your opinion. What do, what do you guys do if you're running with a group of three or with a group of five? We'd love to hear what you say on this situation too. Yes, but what about the one-stepper? Oh, now what is a one-stepper? Okay, so you've got a pack, and I think the one-stepper is even uh, a bigger thing if you have a decent-sized pack. you got a group of like... Six, eight, because mm-hmm. we. I, I ran with a kid who did this in high school. I ran with a kid that we called the five stepper in college. <laughs> there would be a pack of literally twelve of us, and five steps in front was one other kid, okay. going the exact same pace as us. But just had but to run five steps in front. Okay, and why is that bad? Because it's just awkward. Like, what? why? And he wasn't going faster. It wasn't like he wanted to set the pace to pick the pace up. He was just running the exact same pace, but five steps in front of us. Mm-hmm. So we call him Pfizer. But the one-stepper is a classic move. And it's like you're in a group, but instead of being with that group, you're just going to be like one step ahead. Mm-hmm. I feel like it comes from a, ver- from a variety of reasons. And what are those reasons? Uh, you're not confident in your own pace. Okay. You actually do want to push the pace. Okay. Um, you don't like running close to other people. Okay. Because uh, I know that I've done this before, mm-hmm. that like the person that I'm running with mm-hmm. gets like awkwardly close yeah. when they're running. So we're almost like <laughs> bumping elbows. Well, like, and, I mean, that happens when you're out on the run. Yeah. Like, sometimes you bump into the, other, the person next to you. Occasionally. But if it happens repeatedly within a mile and you just keep clinging elbows, mm-hmm. stop running next to me. I'm mm-hmm. going to one step now. You're, you're going to one step. Yes. Even though you don't like one stepping. Well, that way I'm, I, I'm probably like half step. So I stop banging elbows with you. Okay. Like, we're still close enough that I can carry on a conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to keep banging elbows into you. That hurts. That's interesting. Well, but, I mean, you you say it's worse in a group. I feel like it sometimes almost is worse when it's just one-on-one. Oh, one-on-one one-stepper? Yeah. I've, ne- I've never been part of this. Oh, it's not. One-on-one one-stepping, I find, to be, like, very awkward and irritating for me. Because it's it's that one, it's that person, like you said, that just wants to run one step ahead or half a step ahead of you and then I feel like if I'm the one behind I feel like I'm just I'm not running fast enough for that person like they like you said they want to push the pace right yes like I'm running too slow that's how I feel if that if I'm being one stepped I feel like I'm running too slow and I need to speed up a little bit but then when I speed up a little bit that person still stays ahead if like if it is a classic one stepper, and so now you're just so then now you're flying. Now you're right. going way faster than you wanted I'm to like, go. What's going on here? You know, like <laughs> that person just still wants to stay just slightly ahead of you the whole time. Yeah, it's because they don't like running in a group. I mean, some people literally just can't run in a pack, which yeah. you know is 
it has its own issues. It's it's tricky to run in a pack. I think so. So yeah, but it, I mean, there's I don't know. I I just think that I always try to to stay back, and so I've I've tried to let it not bother me, and I've tried to just say I'm just gonna run my pace, and if that person. Or people, if they want to go ahead, whether it's one step ahead or five steps ahead, or if they just want to go off on their own, then that's fine. And if I want to keep up with them, then I will. And if I don't, then I won't. Which slides nicely into the next point. What if you're running in a group and you want to pull away? What okay. if you're what if you're you're going along and, yeah, the, and pace is, the pace is slowing down and mm-hmm. you don't feel the need to slow down? Mm-hmm. Do you have to announce something? Well, I think it depends on what kind of workout you're doing. I think that if it's like an easy run and I'm just out on a distance long run and I don't feel if I even if I'm feeling good, if people are slowing down and I'm running with that them or that person, mm-hmm. I don't mind slowing down if I don't really have an agenda. Okay. If I am just out on a an easy long run, um I don't I don't mind slowing down even if I'm feeling good unless I've have a, a specific workout that I'm supposed to be doing that day. And if you have a certain workout, then as long as you're hitting the workout times, it doesn't matter if you're pulling away from people because you're just following a clock. Right. So then you have justification to do it. Yeah, because basically when we do a workout with the, with my group, usually it's it's established ahead of time. This is what the pace is. This is what we're doing. and And then we just go out and do it. Like nobody – my group is great because nobody expects – anybody to stay with them yeah during like a speed workout everybody goes out and and you know some days you feel good some days you're not feeling so good and and that's cool so if you're feeling good that day you go and and nobody feels bad about it and if you're not feeling good that day then you just pull back a little bit and you know you meet up with them on the cool down yeah that sounds good yeah and and on like a casual day maybe you run slightly slower than you were aiming for but it's going to be okay because it's a recovery day right I mean, that's how I feel. But if there are, I'm sure there are people that would want to go, if they are feeling good that day, they're going to want to go a little bit faster. And I think that's fine, personally. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I wouldn't be offended if, unless, like, the, I think the only time it would be a little awkward if, if is if it is one-on-one. Like, if you're running with just one other person. Yes. Like, if, if you're running with a group, I really don't see any problem. Like, if you're feeling good, you just pull away. Right, but if you're if it's a one on one thing, yeah. don't don't leave your friend behind. That's that's weird. Just run with them, and maybe you're gonna end but up I think running that, a little bit slow. But it's it you should run with your friend. That's how I would that's how I would handle it. Unless your friend's not really feeling well, and you're feeling really good, and your friend tells you to go, then you kind of just have a little conversation about and the, it. And there's not safety concerns. Like right. you don't want to leave somebody behind because they're getting hurt, and it's like four thirty in the morning yeah. and pitch black. Like that's not the time to pull ahead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So a couple random ones coming out of the group. All right. This this one's going to get a little personal. What happens if you need to spit and you're running in a group? Don't spit on somebody else. Do you announce? No. No? I, no, I don't. I'm a spitter. So, I, so you I, just kind of like make sure you clear off to the side? I'm, yeah. I make sure that I am on the outside of the group and I make sure that there's no one behind me. And I spit far. I'm a pretty good spitter. So I don't like spit down. Like I never spit forward. I always spit to the side. Oh, I spit down. I spit down. And if I'm in a group, I kind of lean into it. You kind of lean into it? What do you mean? So that the person behind me kind of sees that I'm going to spit. So I kind of like lean forward and make sure that it actually goes down. Because if I like... So you spit in for- like in front of you? Like 
forward and, and off to the side. Uh-huh. Because if I just spit to the side, it, it's going to spray the person behind me. Well, yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. That's disgusting. That totally happened on our team. Not, I did not do it. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the kids on our team oh, kept no. spitting on his run. And the kid who was running behind him <laughs> kept getting sprayed. You never told me about this. Oh, this was funny. It, it's, it's really gross because it was one of the boys on our team who was spitting and the girl who was running Ew. behind him who kept getting sprayed. Gross. And she comes back and she was all mad. She's like, you kept spitting on me. He goes, that was not spit. I'm sweating. It is so hot out here. I swear it was just dripping. And then every other boy on the team that was running that group totally sold him out. Shoved him right on the bus and we're like, no, dude, you kept spitting and it was spraying on her and that's disgusting. Oh, that is so <laughs> gross. No, that so definitely running etiquette is like if you have to spit, then you have to make sure that you're clearing it. Like don't spit when people are running right behind you yeah clear clear out if you're not if you're not good at spitting pull off to the side yeah if you're not good at spitting don't spit no if you're not good at spitting be no be at the back of the group because sometimes you have to spit just but it's the same as what what i'm about to bring up here if you have to spit and you're not good at it pull off to the back so you don't accidentally spray somebody yeah point number two what if you have to pass gas Pull off to the back. Pull off to the back of the group. Yeah. It's the same thing as if you can't spit because you don't want to get that on anybody. No, that's not. That's, that's not okay. It's not okay. No. Don't fart on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, racing etiquette. <laughs> if, if you got to let it go in a race, those are not your friends. You are racing them. Oh my God. This is the funniest episode, I swear. I thought that was a nice transition. Yeah. Don't fart on your friends. Okay. Anyway. Let's, so, okay, so now we're transitioning into racing etiquette. Racing etiquette. All right, let's go. All right, so there's specific rules for racing etiquette. All right, and the two of us agree on this one, which I think is, is something. And not everybody agrees on this. So if you don't agree, feel free to write us and say you are wrong on this. Yeah. But um, I think that you should not wear the shirt from a race until you cross the finish line. Right. And I agree with you. Like the people, we're, so we're saying don't wear, like if you're running a race, don't wear that race's shirt. Right. That so year. You sign up for a 5K. You, you get the race, the shirt ahead of time. Yeah, they give you the number and your shirt. Don't put the shirt on and pin your number to it. Wear whatever else you're wearing. Right. Okay. So, so here's something I just thought about though. Oh, goodness. You're going to disagree with me on this. I'm not going to disagree, but I'm just going to say. I never really had an opinion, but I, you have a very strong opinion on that. Very strong. So I'm wondering if my opinion just came from your opinion because I'm like... Yeah. Yes, I transitioned you to the correct opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer, is you should not run in the shirt of the race. Okay, now, you ran a race a couple weekends ago and... There was there were some families. There's the, a lot of people wearing that shirt. There were a lot of people. Of, yeah. I, I would say the majority of that race was wearing the race shirt. Yeah. It was driving me nuts. But towards <laughs> the back of it, there were families. Mom and dad and like two kids and another one in the stroller. And they were all wearing matching shirts. Yeah. If the entire family wants to wear a matching shirt and you don't have matching shirts already and you want to match in that shirt... 
I think it's fine. Oh, so you have an exception. I have an exception. And the exception is if the entire family wants to match like Disney World style in all oh, matching shirts. I, I, I love that about Disney World. Like that's one of my favorite thing is seeing all the families in matching shirts. I think my favorite was the family of four mom and the mom son and daughter all matched and dad was wearing the same exact style of shirt in a completely contrasting color that said i don't wear matching shirts <laughs> that's funny this is the best okay so in your opinion you should not wear that shirt until after the race right so if you're looking for a shirt to wear, wear during the race buy a shirt from us Buy a shirt from us. <laughs> Get a shirt from us. Have a shirt. We got racing shirts. We do have racing shirts. Get now. a shirt from us. You can find them on the website. Wear that. <laughs> hey, don't don't wear the race uh, the shirt plugs. of <laughs> all about them. <laughs> Seamless transitions. That's what I'm all about tonight. All right, back to racing. Okay. Um, Headphones. Oh, headphones uh, during a race. Headphones in major races used to be banned, and most races across the country have started just accepting them. Yeah, you just have I to think be it's really... still in the official rules that headphones are not allowed in a lot of major races. <sighs> they just don't actually enforce it. No, they've started really taking it out of a lot of these races that you're actually now allowed to wear headphones. Okay. You just have to be aware of what's going on around you. Yeah, like. Way more so than when you're on a training run because mm -hmm. it's a race. You don't want to There's crash into somebody. There's lots of people around. Okay? Yeah. Like that gets to the next one of how do you get water in a race? Okay. Okay. If you're going to get water in a race, you have to kind of see it coming. You, you generally have the lineup of like, you know, 5K. There's like three people holding out a cup of water. In a marathon, there's like a lineup of 20 to 30 people holding out a cup of water. Mm -hmm. you, you point to the person that you're going to get the water from that's so they a, can see you coming. That's a really good tip. Point to them ahead of time. Yeah. I'm getting your water. You come out. You clearly grab the water. You They should not let go. Mm -hmm. You should take the water out of their hand and then keep on moving yeah if you're gonna stop in a water stop okay they call them water stops if you're gonna stop slide over all the way to where the volunteers are standing mm. don't take water in the middle of the road and just start walking because mm -hmm. the person behind you is trying to make that like grab the cup of water while running move and suddenly you stopped in front of them that's that's gonna be crashing okay but if you move all the way over to the volunteer side then you're blocking the other runners that are trying to get water from the volunteers no no no. i'm saying like you're back at the table oh like there's a table that yeah. the volunteers keep leaning over to to get get oh, a cup oh, of water so there's like, like a space yeah okay you're beyond volunteers okay like you are off to the side yeah or you're like beyond the table yes right like it, yeah. like you walk past the table between because there's usually like a space between the table where they're handing out water there's usually a space and then there's a garbage can yeah so you're like between the table and the garbage can if you need to actually stop and take a drink yeah if you're gonna yeah. stop and take a drink or walk yeah or walk that's fine like it's tough to run while trying to drink out of the cup of water it's yeah. a it's not a smooth move mm -mm. but if you're if you're going to walk you need to slide off to the side maybe grab the cup of water 
I think you should start walking before you grab the cup of water. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to be in a race and you're going to start walking, which was my next point, whether you're getting water or not, if you're going to start walking, kind of signal behind you. I think you kind of put your hands out like, I'm going to start walking now. And it lets the people behind you know they're going to start walking. I need to veer around them. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have blinkers that you're going to put on, but kind of let the people around you know, I'm going to walk and then pull off towards the side. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. If, If you do feel like you want to stop and walk during a race, should you move to the side? Yes. Mm. Or, you know, if you see this in, in half marathons, 10Ks all the time, the, the run-walk crew, mm-hmm. you know, there's people holding the whatever time sign it is. And yeah, they, the Galloways. Yeah, and they're going to run-walk the entire thing. It's a pack of like 30 of them. You can't be a pack of 30 stretching across the entire road and decide, and now we're going to walk mm-hmm. because there are runners around you. So you just have to be very considerate and make sure that you still have plenty of space on the road for people to still run past you. Yeah. Try to make yourselves as compact as possible. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be a compact group when you're walking than when you're running. So mm-hmm. tighten up when you're walking, stay off towards the side. There you go. All right. What else in races? Where do you start in a race? On the starting line. No. No. No, the starting line is a pretty small piece of territory. (laughs) And there are not many people in a race that are likely to win the race. Right. If you don't think you're likely to win the race, when they shoot off the starting gun, your toe probably should not be on the starting line. Yeah, I agree. And depending on the races that I've been in, some races are... Kind of follow this rule, and the the very fast people are at the front, Mm -hmm. and other races are not even close. And the bigger the race is, the better it's done. You know, most of your good size marathon, half marathons, they've even got like time estimates along the side, like six minute pace, seven minute pace. Yeah, you usually put yourself put yourself roughly where it goes. Right, right. Yeah, I think in a bigger race when they have things like that, it's much easier. I think it's much harder at like a local five k. Local five because especially because at local five k's there are a lot of families involved a lot of times. You know, it's like it's out for people are running for a cause. They bring their kids, which is all fantastic. But, in you know, the strollers and dogs like and, and you have to make sure you read the race rules because some races are stroller friendly or dog friendly and some are not. Yeah, but if it's stroller friendly, you should still be towards the back. Stroller should be toward the back. Or towards the middle and way off to the side. Yeah. Like if you're pushing a stroller but you're fast – be way off towards the edges yeah. because you don't want to be in the middle. People are trying to, especially at the start of a race, it's mm-hmm. a lot of crowd. People are moving. People like to weave a lot. Someone's going to tumble over the stroller and hurt the kid. Yeah. So who? So basically, don't put your toe on the starting line unless you feel like you actually have a chance to win the race. Right. That I mean, that's obviously coming from the guy winning the races who has a shot of winning the race right well and it's true though and as as the person not winning the race i would never want to inhibit someone from their chance of winning that race we've run in in races where we've both run in the race Mm -hmm. we don't start next to each other no just because we know each other does not mean that we start next to each other definitely not and a lot of the races at least the last one I was at, I know a lot of them do, they determine the overall winners by gun time 
and then age group winners by chip time, which means if you feel like you have a chance of winning the race, you better be up on the starting line because it's going to be whoever crosses the line first. It doesn't exactly. matter if you start way back and your time is better than the person that won. Yes, you, like, you need to be up in the front. Yeah, you have to be in the front. All right, so the, the local 5K, the 5K that my school puts on is terrible at organizing who gets to be on the starting line because there's always a group of like middle school kids that show up and there's a pack of like 20 of them mm -hmm. and they all want to put their foot on the line. Yeah. It's, it's that running club. It's the running club. And we've actually, we've had kids come through that running club and come to our school and it's, they're, they're good kids, but their coach told them, well, make sure you're up at the front, like, but they're running 26 minutes, not 16 minutes. So yeah. they, they're going to, they're going to get trampled. Yeah. And that's, so at my last 5k, I was going for a PR and I knew that I was going to be one of the faster people in the race, not the fastest by any means. And I wasn't trying to win overall, but there was a chance I could have placed in my age group. So mm -hmm. I didn't put myself all the way in the back. I put myself in the front, but there was still plenty of people in front of me. Right. You put your, you kind of roughly I would say there's probably, there was probably like 20 to 30 people in front of me. And I kind of looked around and tried to place myself appropriately. That's that's what it is. Look yeah. around and try and place yourself. I think the worst thing, that pack of kids that, that shows up at our, our race every once in a while is is an issue. But the worst time we ever had was the baseball team came one year. Mm -hmm. The whole baseball team. Yeah. And they all put themselves essentially on the starting line and sprinted the first 200 meters. Oh, Lord. Full sprint mm -hmm. with like a pack of 10 of them. Right. Well, now you're just messing up the, the strategy of everybody in the race. Like, if you have no intent of winning it, it's not funny to go out and sprint the entire thing. Like, I knew that they were all our baseball team, so I just ignored them. But there were other people there that are looking around like, wait, whoa, where's this pack of really good people? And they all are, like, chasing off with them. It messes up the, the game plan of everybody around you when suddenly there's a pack of kids that all take off at full sprint to start the race. I mean, it shouldn't. It does. Really? Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta run your race. Yeah, but people don't, especially in the local five k. A lot of people don't run their race. They'll they run just the race. Try to keep up with whoever's at yeah. the front. Like, oh, there's a good. I, I guess that's the pace we're going. And you know, there's a lot of adrenaline at the start of the race, and mm -hmm. you know, the, someone shoots a gun, and poof, you're off and going, and you're feeling the excitement. If you take it out too fast, the back couple of miles of that race is not going to go smooth. So, you know, I. The year after that happened, I heard the group of kids talking like, oh, let's go sprinting really fast for like the first minute and then we'll just walk. Like This is an issue for two reasons. One, don't sprint at the start of the race because you're going to mess with the people around you. And two, they literally wanted to sprint to the end of school and then when it makes the like sharp right turn, they were as a big pack all going to walk. Mm -hmm. Now you're stopping the like 300 people behind you because yeah. you as a pack are going to stop. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> so, so, so I told them not to do that in as kind of words as I possibly could. And Did you basically say, no, don't do that? Yes. <laughs> I, I can I, see that. <laughs> I went up to the kid who, um, who I knew, who was also in my class, and I said, um, actually, that's a really bad idea. You should not do that. You're going to be in the way of everybody who actually wants to run a race. Some people are trying to run really fast times. So please don't sprint at the beginning mm -hmm. and then just make a giant wall when everybody is trying to run a race. Yeah. And he was like, 
Oh, it comes down to the let's have some common sense courtesy to the people around they you. They just don't think about it. No, they, it was a funny plan in their head mm-hmm. until someone explained, that's not funny. You're going to be in the way of everybody. Yeah. And and they didn't. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And it worked out fine. Way to make him a better human being, Kev. Yeah, that's what I'm trying for. Way to go. <laughs> All right. So do we have anything else on our list of running etiquette? Um, be kind to the other humans in the world. I think that's a very good way to summarize this episode. I can't believe this episode has already gone for 54 minutes. When the lesson is be kind to everybody else around you. And be aware of other people. Yeah, like just be a nice person to everyone around you. Yeah, yeah. Remember that you're not the only one on the road. Right. No yeah. matter no matter how fast you are, acknowledge everybody else, say good morning, and, uh, and it'll be, the day is going to be better that way. Yeah, I definitely agree. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and spending this time with us today. If you are interested in checking out our show notes where we are going to do a little summary for you, you can check out all the resources we have available for you. Head over to realliferunnerspodcast.com. You can check out the show notes there. You can check out our new shirts over there. If you are interested in a Real Life Runners tank, you can check out all sorts of different fun stuff that we have. If you're interested in our coaching program or our monthly membership program where we give you your running plan and your strength plan and some fun recipes for the month it's all over there on the website so check us out realliferunners.com or realliferunnerspodcast.com and we will catch you guys next week 